Keep rolling. Keep rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're already rolling. We're doing it. We're podcasting. Go ahead. Introduce the show. Oh, uh, welcome to Capitalist Anonymous, your cure for your dirty, dirty addiction to capitalism. We are your sponsors. Uh, I am Spencer Rose. I'm Ashley Chupp, and I just found my pen because we're talking about weed today. We're talking about weed today. Um, yeah, we're talking about weed today, but of course, first, we will give you our election update. And some crazy shit went down this week. We've got um, a scandal with the Warren team. A big scandal. Yeah. Involving our boy Bernard. Um, oh, shit. I might be... My battery might be dead. That's, That's right. really sad. That's, That's right. really we, sad. It was worth the gimmick of the novelty that nobody will know if we actually did it or not. I know. It would have ruled if we were really high for this would one. would have been but. nuts. Um, but... Uh, we'll continue regard. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll soldier we'll, on. We'll soldier on because we can. But yeah, it was a big uh, week for both Bernie news and uh, Elizabeth Warren news because we had uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, say mm-hmm. that Bernie once told her that a woman could never be president, which Bernie has vehemently denied multiple times. And there's multiple videos coming out of Bernie saying the exact opposite throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, specifically that 1988 video well, where he's talking like, to the kids. Well, let's break this down a little because, like, first off, off the bat, I do, I do not believe for one second that Bernie Sanders w- would say something like that. I don't either. And on top of that, if it it literally comes down to her word against his. There were two people in that meeting. It was a private meeting. Like, it's, it's literally one person is saying one thing, one person is saying another. Like, you have to, you can't really, like, play both sides of the fence here you have to believe someone and like one of those candidates has been caught lying multiple times yep and the other one it never has exactly and and i i don't well i completely see the political reasoning to do it but it's like we're just cutting down like it, it shouldn't be as rat racy as it feels right now it definitely it, it the yeah it, it's no longer like fun like everybody likes each other now it's like full-on rat race where it's like okay i guess that's how we're gonna play yeah it feel it feels it just feels bad all around like nobody comes out of this looking good i am honestly astonished that it happened and depending on how cynical you are you know some people think that it was a strategic move by the warren team and i mean it doesn't look good for them the fact that they refuse to comment on like any of the media stories about it but like even in the most generous possible interpretation of this like you you still sat on something for over a year calling this man your friend in public and saying good things about him and then either you leaked it or somebody who you somebody close to somebody you or who something. you shouldn't have had too many glasses of glasses of wine with yeah said it to the wrong person still like you have the chance there to be like i don't know try to sweep it under the rug a little bit or be like there must have been a miscommunication somewhere down the line yeah you know you didn't she didn't have to just go in there and make everything worse by staying on the record. It like, seems like, yeah, extremely and, a personal issue between them of and like whether or not it was said. it on the debate stage. 
And did you hear the the tape from t- not the tape? Uh, well, technically, the I audio watched tape the debate. It. Yeah, did you hear uh, CNN? The mics were still hot while they were talking to each other. Afterwards? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, and Elizabeth Warren goes up to Bernie and goes, "I think you just called me a liar on <gasps> national television." And Bernie oh, goes, no. "We're not going to do this here." He's mm. like, "If you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it after. We're not doing this here." How classy of him. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, "No, I mean, yeah." And he offers the handshake. She says, "No." <gasps> uh, she doesn't go for the handshake. She walks away, and then Tom Steyer comes over, and he's like. Uh, uh, oh he's my like, God. I, I don't want to get, he literally says, I don't want to get in the middle of this. Just wanted to say hi, Bernie. And, he, <laughs> and Bernie goes, okay, good. Yes. And he, <laughs> he shakes his hand and walks away. It's so fun. It's such classic Bernie Sanders, like, like what people make fun of him for. But like, but like how, how else do you handle a situation like that? And I saw people getting mad at him for denying the rumor when it first came out, like before Elizabeth Warren had said anything and they were like. I, like Warren supporters were like mad at him for defending himself. What's he supposed and I'm, to like, do? Yeah, literally, like, what is he supposed he to didn't do? Say like, it. say like, oh, well, maybe I said something that like might have been misconstrued, and maybe she possibly took it the wrong way. Like, no, he knows he didn't say it. Like, there's no reason for him to like walk on eggshells to like, right. I don't know, avoid upsetting people. Like, he's been unjustly accused of something. He has every right to like firmly and respectfully say that's not true. And it just straight up doesn't make sense because. Uh, Bernie in 2015 tried to encourage Elizabeth Warren to run yeah. uh, for president. And when she said no, that's the only reason why he did in the first place, which, uh, again, the, the evidence is just overwhelming in Bernie's favor. And I think it works for people who are like maybe on the fence between the two of them. It might have the opposite effect of what the Warren camp wanted. Yeah. And it's going to have people coming over to the Bernie side being like, yeah, no, I understand. Like, it's that shitty. It's shitty. Like. I feel but like I say like, like too much on this podcast, but it, it, it's just bad. It's bad politics. It's it's the shitty underside of politics of like, oh, well, it's you're not winning in the polls, so you got to fucking start slinging. Like, yeah, that's why this is like so completely cynical is when you really think about it. Like even one, like like I said, I don't believe for one second that he actually said this. And I think the odds are very good that he's telling the truth and she is not. But even just beyond that, even if he did say like... A woman, because he said they talked about like how running against Donald Trump, like he's a nasty, sexist man. He'll throw everything against you. Yeah. Like, even if Bernie was like, I don't think a woman could successfully run against Trump. That's literally what all the Hillary people said after she lost was that the only reason she lost was because she was a woman. That was Mm -hmm. the woke perspective to have. Yeah. So like. When you really, like, dig this apart, it's like, so you're mad at him for saying something that you were all saying? If he said it at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. which is why you know this is, like, completely cynical because it's like, one, he didn't do it at all. But, like, wait a minute. If he did do it, like, that's what you guys believe. I mean, the, the only thing that's going to come out of this is, like, and, and you mentioned, too, of, like, how she waited so long to say it. It's like, yeah, the week Bernie starts to become looking more and more like a front runner. Yeah. Uh, that's the week you bring it up. And, and two, all, all she's really going to get out of this in the long run, because people are going to forget about this after Iowa. And oh, it's yeah. all, all you're going to get out of it is that Elizabeth Warren just torpedoed her chances of being VP. Well, to Bernie. To Bernie. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up is like if you're really cynical, one rumor I have seen online is that she was probably offered a VP slot 
with Biden in exchange for like going claws out at Bernie and trying to take Bernie's campaign. Yeah. Which I don't know if I buy that because we've said before, like, I really think Elizabeth Warren wants to be a president. I think so, too. Like, I don't think I think if she thinks there's any chance for her to win it, she's she's not going to start playing risky but then again it's like i think it could be both of like she's playing risky knowing that it either works and she becomes president or it doesn't work and she gets the vp ticket uh for biden or option three neither of it works bernie goes on to become the nominee both of them are fucked yeah i will say the one thing this whole this hasn't shaken me on my belief that bernie has the ability to win um it has made me a little bit more intimidated by Joe Biden, I think. Yeah. Just really seeing that, like, there is no hope of, like, a united, quote-unquote, progressive uh, Democratic Party, like, faction. Like, that's not... that That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's Bernie or it's the establishment, like, truly, is what it comes down to. So I guess that kind of shatters my hopes that, like, maybe some just undereducated not undereducated in the general sense, but undereducated like politically and materially. Underinformed. Yeah. Underinformed Warren supporters who ultimately have the best intentions that they would come over and and kind of give us like the last surge we need to like really beat Biden. But now I'm thinking it's probably a lot more likely that most Warren supporters would go to like Biden or Buttigieg before Bernie. I think so. I, I think it's a little bit of a scorched earth kind yeah. of thing of like that bridge just got torched pretty, pretty publicly. Yeah. I saw someone on Twitter describe it as like making supporting Bernie Sanders an absolutely toxic option to everyone who supports Warren now. Like even if you wanted to, like if you stick with Warren through this, it's like you kind of can't go to Bernie after. Yeah. And everybody has their, their camps that they're all in like, the, the Yang gang, uh, Bernie supporters, Elizabeth Warren, and Biden doesn't really have the fervent support, no. uh, at least that I've seen. He's just got the kind of everyone else support, which is yeah. just a bigger number at this point. Um, yeah, no one like gets online to defend Joe Biden. Yeah, no, nobody's like, no malarkey, like, <laughs> which he's taken off his tour bus. Yeah, I did see that. Yes, that's no longer. Uh, apparently, malarkey's back. <laughs> malarkey's uh, back on the menu, boys. You see, he takes no malarkey off. And what do we get in the first <laughs> debate back? <laughs> we get that shit. Um, I think Buttigieg is going to be out after um, Iowa. After Super Tuesday, specifically. Um, I don't see, I just don't see how he can win Iowa, and I don't see how his campaign is going to be able to recover go from anywhere if he doesn't yeah. do something big in Iowa. I think he's going to be the first major dropout um, at, at this point. I think Yang I is... Wouldn't, I think Warren will drop out before Buttigieg. You think so? I think so. I'll make. I'll. I'll bet you five dollars. I'll bet you five dollars. All right, we're that's doing a fair a five, bet. Five dollar bet. A uh, five dollar bet. That's good. That'll be even more to celebrate when Mayor Pete drops out. Um, <laughs> but I, I think even Yang is holding on. Uh, what I would foresee happening in Iowa specifically, only because Yang's been hitting it so hard, mm-hmm. is that Buttigieg comes in under Yang. Still, f- Yang's in fourth, but. Like, I think that would be enough of a wake up of like, oh, shit, the guy that didn't even make the last debate beat me. Like, yeah. because if you look at uh, social media trending, uh, like 
what was trending during the debates, the top four names that were trending were Bernie, number one, Elizabeth Warren, number two, Biden, number three, Yang, number four, and he wasn't even there. Yeah. Uh, and then Buttigieg. So it's like, if that's anything of like what's in the popular conscious right now, granted. Yeah, but online is not real life. Online is not real life. Fair. True. But I think Yang does have such a big presence in a way and like i saw the funniest yang gang tweet this week hell yeah yang gang Um, is it better than the yang gang uh fan fiction that i found that one time no probably not but hold on fair enough nothing will beat that okay so bernie sanders danny devito officially endorsed bernie sanders yeah um and released his little like video with the bernie campaign about like why he endorses and some like you know blue hat emoji guy replied and goes Hmm, who would I rather have an endorsement from? That guy or Elon Musk, Donald Glover, and Dave Chappelle? Hmm. That's the same thing. It's like maybe you can argue Elon Musk because, like, it would mean something, but. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it's like Donald Glover. It's uh, it made me realize that like, the only reason to support Yang is to try to look cool. That's the thing is like that blue hat emoji is just the fucking dude at the party who's like like talking about his goddamn vinyl collection all the time, being like, "Oh, this sounds so much better on vinyl. I have this. Who's playing the music? Do you mind if I hop on?" Like, I think it's it just seems like that guy. It's just like dumb guys who want to look cool. Like that's the Yang gang. Yeah, who want to like who who just see. Like, they're not intellectually sophisticated enough to really, like, understand material, the material effects of a Yang presidency, but they know that, like, he's, like, under the radar enough that, like, it makes them look a little right. edgy and he's, like, different. He's the outsider candidate. Yeah, it's just, like, it's purely an supporting Andrew Yang, there's no reason to do it other than as an aesthetic choice, which, like, I guess I respect. That's true. I mean, he's not the worst person that's ever run for president he's he's not my choice but i mean i i think if it boils down to it like if there was like i had to vote for like not like he's against trump of course i would vote for him against trump but like some reason bernie drops out like and i just am not feeling it with elizabeth warren first i'll probably vote for elizabeth warren but i was gonna say i would vote for yang before elizabeth warren if yang somehow had a surge and it came down to a close race between yang and elizabeth warren i might go yang. i would vote for yang if the primary was between yang and warren i would vote for yang i mean yang gang the the guy it's i'm looking because at least it'd be something different right that's the thing is i'm looking for someone who's going to do something different and i just i had a long talk with my dad about the freedom dividend and how it doesn't make sense to me and it still doesn't no but like at least like this i feel like cannot possibly get any worse so why not try something weird put yang in the oval office (laughs) what's the worst that could happen yang and, and i feel like he would probably keep us out of war unless like i don't know well Unless, like, some tech companies get super involved in I mean, well, if Yang weaponry. is president, we're all going to have, everyone has to have an iPhone belt clipped to, <laughs> to their belt at all times so that President Yang can TikTok them whenever he <laughs> wants to. He just, uh, I don't know, he's, like, the tech first candidate. And yeah, I, that is actually, like, not a, not a great um, thing to put in the White House. He just seems like but... the most capitalistic among them. Besides Biden, it's like Yang is a businessman. Yang knows you know how to make money yang is a self-made as far as i know and it's like i i i I just 
he almost seems like an antithesis to Bernie Sanders in a way of like he's a fringe candidate yeah. that is basically an independent. I don't really believe that yeah. any like aside from Biden, I don't believe anyone is a pure cut Democrat anymore uh, up on that stage. Maybe Buttigieg. No, Buttigieg is for sure. And I think Warren, just, I think Warren's pretending not to be, but she is. She is. And like the thing is with, with Buttigieg specifically, I just see I don't see. Whereas I see Bernie Sanders as a candidate with a huge coalition behind him, I see Buttigieg with a whole corporate team behind him. Yeah. Of like it's like a mom and pop bookstore versus mm. like a fucking Borders yeah. or something, uh, because they're gonna shut down uh, in Iowa uh, when yeah. Buttigieg. And Andrew loses. Yang is just buying Kindle off Amazon. Yeah, Yang <laughs> is the guy that's fucking hawking Kindles on Craigslist. Like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sure, it's cheaper, but at what cost? What fucking weird parking lot do we have to go to? Well, uh, and then Elizabeth Warren is uh, a librarian at a shitty <laughs> library, a school librarian. I don't know. I didn't have great libraries. Maybe I did. I don't know. I never went. High school was wow. okay. I love you know. I, I love know you the love library. the library. I just I'm not I'm not talking shit about libraries. I'm just saying Elizabeth Warren. My the thing about the library that is like so emotional for me is that it's like I I've probably talked about this before, but it's like our our one like successful socialist project in this country that's true and it is just really nice to like have a place where i can go completely for free i can spend the entire day there if i want i can take up to 50 books home with me for free they don't even have like overdue fines anymore unless your book's on hold by someone else yeah so like you can just keep them for months and you don't get in trouble and you can they've got Pretty decent bathrooms for a public place. So maybe Bernie's the librarian and Elizabeth Warren is the annoying mom and pop shop owner. Which is still great. Like you'd still want to support it. Yeah, no, Bernie's absolutely library over small business owner. Okay, fair. Yeah, Warren's a small business owner. I change I changed my analogy, my fun metaphor I came up with. But yeah, like just on top of the fact that I like to read and have always enjoyed libraries, it's just like nice to go somewhere that is like what everything could be. What it could be. What utopia could be. You'd be um, like, I paid for this with my labor. That's true. I mean, that's. I don't. Man, I gotta start. I gotta start reading books more in general. That's a, a brief personal aside for everyone that cares. <laughs> uh, I should have gotten on the donation train for Bernie when they're giving out his book. Oh uh, really? If, if, yeah. If, if that would have been nice. I'm it sure, it's at the library. It's definitely at the library. It was in my. Uh, Somebody I knew had it. I could just borrow it from them. I borrow. I'm a borrower hey. uh, of of books and and goods and services. You no, know, books are meant to be passed around. That's true. Um, but let's get into the topic of the day, mm. uh, which is weed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're talking about uh, specifically when it comes to what we normally talk about is like what's on the table uh, when we're uh, discussing uh, marijuana legalization. Is mm-hmm. that it is at the first. For the first time, very much in a spot to be federalized legally. Yeah. And here in Illinois, we just got the recreational law uh, just came into effect on January 1st. So recreational marijuana for adults uh, is legal in the state of Illinois. Do you have to be 21 or 18? 21. Okay. Yeah, 21. sucks. Yeah, so you got to be 21. Uh, I went through the experience on the first day. Not that I, I won't even put up that facade. But uh, so I went on the first day. It was interesting. It's very expensive. Uh, it doesn't make sense, and they're all out of stock. Um, yeah, I heard that from a few people that by the time they made it into the dispensary, everything was gone. I mean, I got there like three hours early, so I waited for a long time. So when I got in, like 
I had my my pick of the place, but there was only like seven or eight things. It's, yeah, uh, Illinois different at this point than, um, may I don't know for sure if they are, but at least uh, compared to my experiences in Denver mm-hmm. and uh, Washington, um, Illinois, you have to have a significant portion of your stock reserved for medical patients. It's like all the fun. Mm things like the capsules the epsom salts the suppositories yeah. which exist <laughs> which exists no. it's on the Wait, website uh, why is there a market for I literally, marijuana suppository I, I it was on my list of things i would get if they were out of everything because i was thinking i was going to walk in and be like we only have suppositories left i'd be like all right sure let's no, see what that, happens that sounds like the creation of a demonic spirit yeah but there are uh so all the fun stuff in illinois is now behind a curtain for uh medical patients so no creams Damn. no sprays no anything any of the fun like lemonades and <laughs> shit like that that you'll go get out in oh, uh, those fine. that's the thing it's like oh, i just want some epsom salts to take mm-hmm. a bath uh, <laughs> but that's Going it gets to you ch- high to take a bath. Yeah, in the it's, they're, salts? they're bath salts that you just sprinkle in there and you just soak in the tub and you Does get it, high as a kite. You're absorbing it through your skin. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, they have like creams and lotions and topical bars and stuff like that. Yeah, like rubbing coke on your gums. Pretty much. Damn. That's what they're. That's what they're <laughs> trying to do with this marijuana. And this <laughs> is why. Um, I mean, re- regardless. So j- just on the po- the political aspect of it will be majority of what we're focusing on today of like not necessarily just saying weed is tight for 40 minutes like uh, <laughs> although it is it is tight uh, but aside from that there's a whole lot of complications that come when federalizing or le- legalizing federally uh, um, marijuana because you have so many people in jail for small drug offenses dumb things third strikes uh, people who didn't deserve to be put in jail for stuff. Right. Um, and in Illinois, they... They are like, expunging records yeah, okay. as long as you were under what is now the legal limit, which is like five uh, ounces or uh, something. Okay. Well, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. It means small-time offenders will get out and have their record expunged. That has been kind of the the staple across all the legalized uh, states. I was going to say countries. Um, yeah. um, across all legalized states is that they do kind of clear out the prisons of people uh, who were unfairly incarcerated at that point. And okay. removing it from the criminal record is even better. Yeah, that's because, good. Because, I don't know. But how do you stop the domino effect of what happened uh, beforehand of, like, people who went in once of, like, and maybe got more involved because now they're uh, an ex-con and now that right. complicates their job prospects? How do you fix that? You can't. Right. Um, so that's something. Of, it's not some magic cure-all. Right. Um, I also n- noticed, I might be a little bit mistaken on this, but... I saw that, like, yeah, you can smoke weed recreationally in Illinois now, but, like, only, like, your landlord could be, like, you can't smoke weed on my property, and if you do, you can still get in legal trouble, and that like public low income housing it's not legal to smoke because on. those are federal those are government owned yeah. buildings that's why um yeah. so yes which is it, which seems kind of fucked up it is fucked up uh, you can't you cannot smoke marijuana consume marijuana in any sort of shove a suppository up your butt uh in view of anyone um that really uh, in view of anyone 
Uh, it's very much like drinking in public. Like anywhere you couldn't drink in public, you cannot smoke weed in public. Which is so funny because I am constantly just vaping on the sidewalk wherever I go. Uh, vaping, smoking, fine. Like, but like smoking weed specifically, which is like no one's gonna stop you and say like, "What's yeah. in that?" Like maybe. Well, some yeah, I would never roll. like take a joint down the street. Right, but, but uh, it's 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 hard to enforce, and it's very much like even in my own, even on your own property. If somebody's walking by, sniffs it, doesn't like it, you'll be told by the cops to put it out and go inside. Mm. I'm just um, remembering that I have taken a joint on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> just have a, a reverie real quick of just like, that was fun. Um, but no, I, I mean, the laws are a, a very similar to alcohol in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way of like technically- No, that makes sense if, we're, if we look at it as like an- alcohol analog kind of thing i think i think we very much should but the one thing that that is the most problematic in illinois right now is that all the people who own the dispensaries are all smiling white dudes who are making boatloads of money the first day that's the one thing about like legalize i mean it's it's probably worth it in exchange for like people getting out of prison i mean for sure but it's it's like yeah, now weed is is a is going to be corporate, and and well, it's not like I don't know. It's it's just it just always sucks to watch things become corporatized. The thing is, there's so I have multiple thoughts on that. Uh, kind of, one is that because of the prices are so high right now, like for uh, an eighth of uh, marijuana flour, as mm-hmm. they call it. Uh, <laughs> That's $74. That's bananas. I would never pay that much for an eighth. Which is more than I paid in college. And college <laughs> weed is expensive. Yeah. Uh, but that's way more than what the going value for it is for people who are unaware of, who have never participated in marijuana or just have never bought themselves. Yeah. Um, not that I have. Uh, my parents don't listen to this. They <laughs> hate socialism. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, that is, that is almost double. Uh, what it is on the street. Uh, so <laughs> those aren't going anywhere, in my yeah. opinion, anytime soon. All those fun delivery services people have. Uh, your, your oh yeah, I don't. I don't think like. I mean, I don't think it's gonna go away immediately. But I, you know, if you look at alcohol, like nobody sells moonshine anymore. You don't have to. There's enough. Not in these parts. There's I... enough shitty, cheaply available um, alcohol that we don't need to. And I just worry that like. It's it's going to become that and where it's like you can either pay out the ass for good weed or you can just go buy something like completely shitty for cheap. And like that's what you get. See, that's where the market comes in, though, yeah. of, of right now. It's keep so, the market away from my precious weed. Keep the market away. But I mean, the, the thought and what happened in Denver when I was like what I experience being there of like what we're at in illinois right now is only uh, dispensaries that were previously medical dispensaries are open right uh to sell recreational marijuana that explains the stock because there's only like there's less than 10 of them uh in the city and that's for the entire city on the first day they made 3.1 million (laughs) dollars um in in marijuana sales which is insane that's if if everyone bought one thing that's still like 300,000 people um bought something yeah um but the, the the problem right now is that all of those dispensaries were owned by 
majority white people. And so now we're having people of like, when it comes to the licensing and the certificates you need in order to open a recreational shop, not necessarily a medical dispensary, but just a recreational shop. Right. Those it's certificates just be the those... richest white people who could pull the right strings. Right. And that's yeah. the biggest problem right now is that those those are like golden tickets right now of like yeah. so hard to get because I talked to a guy at a, a vapor shop um, about I was like, oh, so on January 1st, are you guys just going to start selling marijuana? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, no. He's like, because like the the application process is so intense right now. Yeah. You won't see new dispensaries pop up till May at the earliest, sure. he said. Uh, and he said, we're going to try. But like e- even still, there's no guarantee that that will work. Yeah. And my working theory has always been that um, the vape shops were all kind of templates for when marijuana was eventually legalized. Yeah. And we're going to see a transition from just plain old smoke and vape shops into more dispensaries. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that if that's necessarily sense. true anymore. Yeah. Um, they, they I'm have sure such... that was like the aim. That's definitely the aim because they spend a lot of fucking money on a lot of real estate of like, yeah. why does this need to be the biggest store I've ever set foot in? Like this used to be a gap and now it's like one guy selling two jewel pods. Yeah. Like, it's like, what is this? Um, but yeah, my biggest problem with it right now is that minority ownership thing is such a, it's so questionable of like, it's a very prime example of, I'm not one to throw it around very often. Like, I think you should really be a serious accusation when you say white privilege of like, but that is exactly. Well, I don't even think it is specifically white privilege. I think obviously that has to do with it, but it's. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to be the fact that like people with money and connections are always going to be favored by bureaucracy. And those people tend to be mostly white because of generations of economic privilege. So it's they go hand in hand. But I don't want to make this an identity issue. And like it's not solely like white people bad. Don't like don't buy weed. Like, yeah, it's 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 an a fundamentally economic discrepancy that allowed this to happen but of course as we know like capitalism benefits racism like those two go hand in hand yeah and and that's why i think it's one of those things of like i'm approaching it not as like this is a problem it will never change or like no there are people who are very much working on it to yeah. change we always have the local news playing uh in uh our break room and mm-hmm. so i always like sneak by and like yeah. well i hang out in the break room but <laughs> i always see the local news reports and they love talking about uh recreational marijuana every yeah. single time. they're always bringing someone on yes. to talk about how to how to do weed um but <laughs> they so there were a lot there's a lot of coalitions out there that are advocating for more minority ownership and i think there are some uh state congress people who are also very much uh advocating for that and like i would like to look at look more in depth at like the process of applying and like how we can make that universally accessible to everyone instead of just like handpicking minorities to be like you get to um have a weed shop so that we don't look woke or we don't look um unwoke like Mm -hmm. all right you get to do this too like it definitely shouldn't be that it should be kind of a blind process of like if you have the business plan to do it what what is required to open one of these and like why is the threshold one such that only a certain type of person can pass it and how mm-hmm. do we change that and the, the good news is it wasn't a problem at least from from the staff uh, of there it's not a yeah. th- that's not an issue sure. uh, at least at the dispensary i visited 
Um, but it was every dude in charge was a white guy. And yeah. like you could see, I, I saw the guy who likely owned it only because it was the guys who were making all the announcements were talking to this severely plastic surgery man. And I was like, that guy owns <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, oh, yeah. There's that no fucking way like that guy doesn't someone own Someone who loves to invest. Yeah. So it, it's just, uh, it's again, the root of it right now is is the capitalist interest of it is the new market. It's the green rush of everybody's yeah. trying to capitalize um, on yeah. On the, and the we new... know who usually wins in the the supposedly yeah. the supposedly free market, the supposed meritocracy. Yeah, we it's... know who always comes out on top for some weird reason. Yeah, we we know who's gonna win, and and uh, it it's just kind of I don't know what you can do about it at this point. Like as aside from supporting those who are trying to fight against it, of just because it's such a new market, and what was yeah. phrased really well. Um, by one of the guys that was working was he's like, we're literally creating a new market overnight. Yeah. Of like, this is a brand new space that is all of a sudden here. And so we're, we're coming into this of like, there's so much that could be changed about it and so much that needs to be, it, nothing set in stone is right. what I'm saying. Sure. Of we should advocate for this stuff now mm-hmm. and we should Absolutely. have been, and, and they were advocating before it became legal of like the second it was announced legality, everyone's like, well, I mean like, we're kind of already in a, the system was already there with the medical marijuana dispensaries. Yeah. Um, we're kind of starting at a disadvantage almost of like, as, as mostly happens when it comes to the white, white people, white privilege of minorities are starting at a disadvantage. And so we're just right, uh, right now what's trying to happen is, I don't know. Be, I feel like I'm saying the same point over and over again, but we all understand in the room. <laughs> Uh, what I'm trying to say is that it's a little problematic right now is what I'll sure. say wow. um, because it could spiral out of control pretty quickly because well, the yeah, second they start open multiple locations, it's like it's just keeping all the money between the same six that opened. And I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I that's what I mean when I say like it just kind of hurts to watch like weed become tainted by corporatism and and I mean structured capitalism i don't know what i'm corporate capitalism i guess is what i'm trying to say like yeah you know it's it's uh, it's it's interesting to watch though like it, it it'll be interesting to see like five years from now what selling weed looks like in chicago for sure um because that's how much time it's going to take for it to become more of a market like to Actually, right now, you can't take any of the statistics that are happening. Like, the lines out the door, there's still lines. I drive by New Med every day on my way home, and I'm always like, I thought that was a vet. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's a dispensary, and it always has lines. Um, the line for day one was insane, no matter where you were. I mean, the Lakeview one opened at 6 a.m., and people were camping out overnight for it. Jesus. And this is on New Year's Eve. Like, they spent their New Year's Eve. If you love weed that much, you should know a dealer already. <laughs> the first thing I said when somebody, uh, I was like, in the... Uh, There's faster ways to do this. In the Croc-Nazis group me, I was like, yep, waiting in line for three hours, pretty cool. And someone's like, don't you already probably have weed at home? And yeah. I was like, that's not the point. <laughs> I was like, I was a part of history. And then I cleaned my room, and I grew up a little bit. I found my receipt, and I was like, why am I saving this receipt? <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to show my kids, like, look, my first legal weed purchase. I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I just threw it out, and I was a little embarrassed. But, uh, it, it's, I agree with you on the 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 capitalist nature of it because it is going to drive out in this case 
we're using heavy quote unquote small business owners yeah. uh, of like <laughs> dealers, but it's like, what do they, what do they do? Like what, a, that was their job for a long time. And now all and, of a sudden it's legal, but what they're doing is not. Yeah. And it's also like the idea of like, you know, we've talked about people who like prison people who are in prison whose labor was like conscripted to fight fires and when mm. they get out of prison even though they have experience fighting fires they won't be able to get jobs as firefighters it's kind of a similar thing here too where like you can't go to get a corporate job in weed and be like yeah i sold illegally i had for a fucking several empire years. yeah so like i know my shit i know what i'm talking about let me just let me pursue legal work in my area of expertise like you can't do that and that's the thing that it you can't at this point like that's what's so strange about it is like it still is and it still is on a federal level illegal so it's like you still can't go around bragging that you're like yeah i have a network of 400 clients that i service all around the city it's like great yeah so like you can't say that kind of liberal idea of like oh well you know we'll be able to transfer people out of illegal jobs in weed to legal jobs in weed that's it's never like, gonna happen it's not gonna yeah it, no way Because especially on uh, the, you know, on the books on the laws uh, your uh, employer has the express right to fire you drug test you they are allowed to have their own policies just because it's legal does not mean that like your company um so that's perhaps why i'm dancing around it so much uh, your company still could upon reasonable suspicion um, that you have imbibed marijuana. It's still just as illegal as it used to be um, yeah. when it comes to the workplace. And it's like, you're a fucking moron if you show up like high to a place that for sure is going to drug test you. Like yeah. to any real like corporate sitting down job, like it's your. Well, I mean, yeah, you can show up to work drunk. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's like if you show up to work drunk, you're going to get fired. The the thing that worries me is that for someone like me who would never in a million years show up to work high because that's it's, <laughs> cannot say the same <laughs> right. But for me, it's it's asking to get fired. It, yeah. it's I've read the the policy manual. It is literally asking to get fired. Yeah. Um, for for me, it's one of those things where I'm afraid that like reasonable suspicion will be because two guys were talking about it on the 31st, uh, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What do you do tomorrow?" Wink, wink. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go down to his." dispensary and I was like guys you might not want to talk about that only because that is reasonable suspicion of like you have just said that you're going to and it doesn't matter if you're doing it here or not it's like if it's in your system and you fail the test you're done they're really allowed to do that even if they can't pinpoint when you are smoking yep if 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 they Mm, I don't like that if they have some sort of suspicion if you smell like it at all if you I think even if you talk about it too loud um, they They can, can just assume you're coming to work high they can drug test you and even if you're not high at the time they can drug test you and right. fire you because it is still, again, federally illegal. They have full rights oh, to do that. That sucks. Which does suck. Uh, it's just it. It's something that I will it, knock on wood never encounter. Like I'll yeah. never have to go through those conversations. But uh, it's kind of it, it's strange. It's strange. I can't th- see people like really enforcing that in a state where it is. Legal. I mean, like if you seemed obviously high coming into work all the time, sure. But like. I, I it's feel the law, like people though. won't like it's funny I keep going back I I love revisiting the communist manifesto like every couple months or so because it's always funny how insanely relevant it still is um I had like a friend on Twitter talking about kind of this like woke liberal weird there's, there's like a weird trend 
kind of like devaluing family or like kind of being like, oh, like, fuck those guys. You don't need them anyway, which like is understandable in that like a lot of our family are boomers and have very different opinions Mm -hmm. from the rest of us. But there's also like, you know, it used to be kind of the case that like, you know, family was family and that like just meant something inherently. And now it's just kind of like, well, you know, if your family doesn't agree with you, then fuck them. And like, I'm saying this to someone who is like not on speaking terms with my family. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so my friend on Twitter was talking about how like that is also kind of capitalist influence where it's like there's no reason to connect to other people if you're not like financially dependent on them and they don't agree with you. Yeah, if there's no financial interest in It's in like being... why would we continue to like operate as a family if we don't, you know? And it, that is a, very, a really interesting point and it reminded me of like a passage in the Communist Manifesto and I went back and looked it up and like Karl Marx fucking called that too. He was like the more we make um family about like who's financially dependent on who or like, you know, young adults needing financial assistance from their parents or parents getting old and needing financial support from their children like when we make family all about that then like the real like bonds yeah of like humanity of a family are kind of erased and they it take just becomes like yeah, transactional take- relationships and i was like damn like he said that in fucking 1860 whatever and like called it yeah, yeah. called it that that's that exactly what happens it's like no yeah it's it's weird for me to talk about because i don't have a relationship with my family um but you kind of see that a lot like people who just cut each other off or not saying that you have to like endure shitty situations just because someone's your family but just this idea that like you know, if we don't financially depend on each other and we don't agree, like, what's the point in being in each other's lives? Like, that's a little sad. That is sad. That, that's for sure sad. And I, I think part of that and what makes it so interesting that, that Marx was able to call that so early on, like 200 years ago, almost less than yeah. 150, um, is that like I don't think anyone can fathom the amount of wealth that's out there today. I think one person's wealth, like a Jeff Bezos' wealth, would blow the minds um, of everyone. And, yeah, we had, like, in the 1920s, we had, like, the Rockefellers who, like, if you were to take their wealth today, the Vanderbilts, take their wealth today and put it in, like, today's dollars, uh, it would be just as fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, But my dad watches a lot of documentaries on those guys, (laughs) like the the, the, the old school, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts. It's like insane that like one person controlled so many things yeah and it's like that does make sense of like when does does that person value their business their family or 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 what like what comes first when it comes to uh stuff like that and we're getting way off yeah yeah what we're talking about (laughs) we digress but anyway Karl marx is always right anyway we just died uh we just died um (laughs) but yeah, no, Karl Marx, uh, smart guy, smart cookie. Wonder but, what he would have had to say about marijuana. Probably that it's nobody's business. What, <laughs> what you know, you do in your home, um, especially of a non-dangerous substance. I feel like it, but also sometimes, like sometimes it's fun to read the opinions of these, like, well, especially like Soviets, like old 
old time communists and socialists where yeah. they are just like everything is bourgeois degeneracy to them. And I'm like, I agree with you to a certain point, but also is marijuana bourgeois. I don't think marijuana. I do not think marijuana. I mean, it might become bourgeois degeneracy now it? that it's like a middle class thing. That's the thing is like it's becoming like we're now having people well, everyone for money. smokes weed. It's really like all social or all like economic it's classes. Universal. I think, yeah, smoke it's universal. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. like drinking. It's like you can you can easily settle a, a difference, settle a score between two different people. Like, hey, let's have a drink. Or like, yeah. hey, let's. No, I think weed will weed will always be the people's drug. I want to believe. I'd hope so. Of like, and I'm not like one of those people who's obsessed with weed. We were making fun of uh, when we were waiting in line we were just joking back and forth my best friend miles and i and we kept joking that we need our medicine i fucking hate people like that people are like weed is my medicine weed is my it's my escape it's like dude, if that much of your personality is made up of weed it's like you might want to take a look in the mirror and be You're like, like describing me friends. right now <laughs> no you are not like that at no, all i'm not that bad but i have recently like my therapist thinks I smoke too much weed and like she's for sure right yeah. on like an objective level but also she's very much like one of those people who's like you should always feel your feelings and like even if they're bad the only way like through them is to like you know really like honor them and feel them which like is probably a healthy way to live but at this point I'm like if no. I yeah. feel these feelings through to their logical conclusion I will be dead yeah, exactly and I've, so I've been I in need, that position yeah, yeah I need to be high for most of the day so I have that like distance in my yeah. and I told her all of this I was just like I'm sorry like I will be smoking weed 24 7 for the rest of my life like it's non-negotiable in the pits like the bottom out of my depression like whenever it gets super super bad like critical code red bad yeah. like that's when I start to smoke a lot of weed because again it like numbs you to having to deal with everything like I used to when I was not having fun with improv I would smoke before shows and I'd be like just gliding my way through it because like i was having fun you know like i was yeah, like just I experiencing it but like just getting like not completely wasted but just like a little high before i do anything and then it's like i can just be where i am right now and i'm not thinking about climate change right <laughs> i'm not thinking about anything other than the video game i'm gonna play when i get home i think that's Again, is is someone who does that? Like you know, like I, you know, I I, I enjoy weed. I have yeah. since college. Like it was very. I smoked a lot of weed in college, and like because I was I was going through a lot of stuff in yeah. college. Like a lot of things that I like was not mature enough to fully address until I was older to be able to like, whoa, that was fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> it like, is helpful. I'm glad I was stoned for a yeah. majority of my senior year, pretty much the whole time. <laughs> uh, but, um, I don't know, like. I think there, there, there is one thing I'd like to talk about just kind of on this topic is yeah. like, do you find marijuana is addicting in a way? Because I know a lot of people speaking like weed's not addicting. It's really not. Well, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot is because like so I tried to not smoke weed be between like my therapist being like maybe you smoke weed too much and um, just being really broke for a minute there. Yeah, I didn't smoke for like, or I didn't like purchase my own weed yeah. to smoke at home for almost a full month. And, and like, I was falling apart. Like, I was really fucking struggling. I was on like an emotional roller coaster for like a few weeks where it was like one, some days I would feel like incredible. And then other days I would be like, 
I'm going to die. Like, I want to kill myself right now. Yeah. And, like, it was really tough getting through those few weeks. And then it took me a while to realize what was going on. And then I was like, oh, it's because I'm not high all the time. Yeah. Because you have to address your feelings at that point. Like, they're no longer numbed. I don't know that it's, like, it's not, I'm not addicted to weed in the way that I'm, like, addicted to nicotine. But it is, like, I can't really function or I can barely function without it whereas if I'm stoned all the time like yeah that has its drawbacks but at least I can get through the day is that addiction though like yeah I don't that's what I'm like I don't know I don't know if that's addiction that's the thing where so many people go like weed's not addicting but it is habit forming I was like we're just saying like that mean it's not tall it's just really long yeah (laughs) it's like what that doesn't make any sense like to me I, I think I think it is. As someone who who does participate, um, I I think it it definitely is. There is a certain you get used to and you enjoy and look forward to that alone time. Yeah. Of like, especially smoking weed alone. Like smoking weed with friends is is fun, but like smoking weed alone is like it's very ritualistic in a way of like it is your kind of yeah break for a little bit where you're like okay I'm about to go just be it's self-care in a way also of like, like i don't know if this is true for everyone but when i'm high time gets so much slower and it's just so nice to like i'll sit and in my bed and just like think about something nice or like look at twitter and i'll feel like i've wasted half an hour and i'll look and see that i've only spent like five minutes and that is like the best. something you never get to feel when you're not high yeah, and the, when you're my life literally feels like it's just slipping away by the second the world feels like it's slipping away by the fucking second Preach. and to just be high and to be like that was only five minutes like it feels so good it's a different perspective and i think there is benefits to that of just the anxiety of everything because it kind of for some people it's the opposite effect where like they smoke weed and they're like oh fuck we're dying of climate change yeah. like you know where it like it becomes uh, this the catalyst to that, but I think once you get yeah. through, once you smoke enough, yeah. I, I think you get to the point where you you can start to ride those feelings out a little bit. Because I still get anxiety and paranoid from time to time where I think about something I said earlier that day and I'm like oh god they're probably telling all their friends about it now it's like why did I say that I love to eat little snacks why did (laughs) that happen to me recently no Uh, last night I was like I had like a couple minutes I was able to get out of it where I started thinking about climate change while very high and was like oh my god what am I gonna do what am I gonna do and then I was like you don't have to think about that right now that is you don't have to you can just Four years from now, this is a problem. It's just, yeah. It, I think it's it's different with people with depression in a way of, of like the, the weed thing because you are so consumed by your thoughts. I'd say when I was, uh, again, I'm, do, I'm doing much better these days than I, than I have been and, and was specifically like this time last year. Yeah. But like this time last year, like I'd say a good 95% of my brain power was dedicated to the thought of dying or killing yeah. myself. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's when it gets to a hundred when it's like, that's when people kill themselves. Like yeah. it's, but I was close, man. I was like very much just consumed by the thought of any high building I looked at, any like sharp object I looked at, any electrical outlet. I was like, yeah. all of this made sense to me. And like, I would jump off the building. That's my, that's my plan. Mine was all about, I, I go through phases. Uh, or I want to learn how to like create a very cool poison and poison myself. That'd be cool. Yeah. That, that'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. Cause that'd be a badass way to go. You'd yeah. be like, Oh, she was a chemist. Yeah. Like, cool. Uh, 
No, I go through phases with mine. It's my most recent phase, I think, was hanging myself on my doorknob, which is like people listening. <laughs> Jeffrey like, Epstein yourself. <laughs> yeah, people are like, that's fucked. Like, the thing is, I'm, again, I'm not numb to talking about it, but it's like I'm so open about it because, you know, shit happens. That's what I love is like being an openly suicidal person the way that it's like, like people don't know if you're doing it for attention or or, or just or to make people bit. feel uncomfortable or if you're doing it to be funny. Yeah. So you'll get this combination of people who are like laughing off your very serious cries for help yeah. or people who like just get really uncomfortable because they think you're like doing it for attention and will like... And I people are like, you can't joke about and that. It's like, like, I knew someone is like, dude, I'm going, th- like, yeah. I'm literally going through it. No, it's always it. like, like, I literally, if you think, like, I literally don't care right now whether I live or die. So yeah. if you think I care about the consequences of anything that I'm saying right now, like, yeah. you are wrong. And the thing is, like, That's I'm, what it comes down to like, is I, I don't care. It's like, I'm not trying to be funny and I have depression. It's like, I'm a generally funny person and I have, like, I don't stop being who I am because yeah. I'm, like, severely depressed. It's like, I, there's still some shimmer yeah. uh, left in there. And, like, what I find funny has now gone over to, like, oh, man, like, whole subreddits that are devoted to like really dark like suicide jokes yeah. like were my shit for a while where I was just like that's the only stuff that makes me laugh because I'm like ha me too yeah like, it's and I think I think Gen Z has a very they all want to kill themselves they have it's a very really sad it's it's really sad they, they have such a affinity for a very very dark humor like that yeah and again we're getting off the weed topic but well, weed is medication for depression. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think our point was to really get on here and be like, weed rules, weed, man. Ru- weed is tight. No, it's talking about like the, the highs and lows of it. I don't think, I think weed did not help me in my depression, but it stopped a spiral. Yeah. Of like, it definitely was able to let me pause and enjoy some stuff um, while I was freaking the fuck out constantly. Yeah, that's exactly a, it's, weed allows me to just focus on what's in front of me and like enjoy the experience that I have right now Mm -hmm. and it's like maybe I just need to do that for a while because I really don't know I'm in a place where like I really don't know what I want to do with my life or like how to get there yeah so like best case scenario for me right now is that like I just have fun vibing where I am just vibe and that's the thing is like it it very much lets you pause and live in the moment and you don't have to worry about all these plans and things you have to do. You just have to worry about, like, what am I going to eat tonight? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, like, oh, shit. Do I feel like walking to Taco Bell? Yeah, like, do I have to go in public? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's stuff like that where, again, I'm not going to call it medication because it does bother me when people yeah. are like, weed is my, is my medicine. <laughs> like, no, medicine is your medicine. Yeah. Like, weed is just, it's, it, I very much believe it, it just, when you're bottoming out, it, puts a fake floor under you for a little bit yeah where it's nice to get your feet settled for a while and then you're like it's a trap door yeah. like uh but it can it can stop the decline in a way of yeah. like very much and like that we're not even talking about the the benefits of like medical marijuana then yes weed is your medicine then yeah. i get it but like for people who are like oh, i'm so stressed all the time weed is my medicine it's like that that bothers me because it's like no because there are people who legitimately need marijuana as a medical thing that like you're making them sound dumb when they're like, oh, I've had chemo for two weeks. It's like I keep throwing up constantly. I need to smoke weed or I'll keep throwing up. It's like, th- yeah, that when makes sense. When did we start doing medicinal marijuana? When? Yeah. Um, Illinois? Well, I guess I just mean like the U.S. in general. U.S. in general. It's been something been for that the, long. It has not been that long. I'd say it's within the past 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... Because I remember just like 
three years ago, somebody like being really excited to show me their medical marijuana card. Yeah. Here or somewhere else? Here. Yeah. I mean, here you can still get them. I mean, the, yeah. the dispensaries encourage it. They, oh, they, yeah, I'm sure. On day one, they had all the brochures saying, like, you should just go get a medical card. Like, it's not worth it to wait in all these lines. And, like, if you have a medical card, you get a separate line. That's part of the law, too. Mm. You need a separate entrance maybe for medical. I should, maybe I should just go get one. I mean, if, if your insurance covers it. They well, I don't have insurance, so well, I guess not. Medicare for all. Uh, <laughs> we're back. We, we're back on the podcast. Um, I, I think it just in general, when I see weed legalized federally, I think we're just fucking creating a... Marijuana prohibition has just been it, you created a mountain out of a molehill um, of like, yes, there are people who are going to abuse marijuana in a way where they fucking wear Bob Marley T-shirts all the time and <laughs> smoke weed constantly and blow it all over you. And you're like, this is annoying. But for the majority of people, it's just going to be like alcohol where it's like, no, it's going to be different than alcohol in a way because alcohol can really destroy lives and kill you. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, like, weed is, no one does anything crazy when they're lit off weed. I watched this guy on YouTube for a long time. He's the only guy I will ever cite as somebody who has overdosed on marijuana <laughs> and is a bad influence on <laughs> marijuana in general. And like if people are like, weed is so – like anyone who says weed is my medicine and like has like a fucking Rasta flag in their apartment, I want to show them this guy. <laughs> His name was Custom Grow 420. <laughs> And, like, he did a one-gram dab and, like, nearly died doing oh it because he was God. just coughing so much. And this guy smokes so much weed where it's, like, it's his life. It's his personality. It's everything about him. Aww. And that's with anything. Like, I'm not saying, like, nobody's going to turn into that when marijuana gets federalized. If it's your whole entire personality, you've already got other problems going for you. Like, you should know. You should have a personality outside of how much weed you smoke. Like, that's not cool. Never bring it up at a party. Never <laughs> tell people how much weed you smoke. Uh, I hope we never get to the day. Never where... tweet about it every single day of your life. Fuck yeah. Hey. You don't, though. You, you, you're you painting yourself as, as, like, <laughs> as the person I'm talking about, and like you're not. Uh, trust me. I'm trying to be cool. Uh, it's working. You are very cool. I'll tell you that much. It's uh, weed is tight. Uh, but I just think when we look at marijuana recreationally in the states where it's been working which is every state that's tried it yeah um you see narcotics levels go down mm. you see the taxes go towards schools and roads so yeah. that starts to go up you, you start to, yeah and and I, I think chicago specifically will be the ultimate test case because no offense to denver and uh well i guess los angeles is is legalized but in a way of like we've never seen a big midwestern specifically city yeah uh, we're Midwestern state. We're the first Midwestern state to do it. Uh, recreation. Well, Michigan. Fuck Michigan. But <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see how a top three city in the United States reacts to it. Again, we're getting another test case uh, where we had with Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is always hippy dippy down. Yeah. Uh, will always be. But but Chicago is more normalized. Of like, it's a pretty standard standard town i guess i don't know i'm no, interested we've got more normies in chicago than we got a lot of normies. we got sure. normies and we've got a big fucking debt issue in the state so it'll be interesting to see what the effect of marijuana from that standpoint will be uh just in terms of like tax revenue revenue and yeah. new business opportunities and jobs it's like it's there's a whole lot that comes with it aside from being able to go buy a joint like yeah for sure and that's the point. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing in five years. Uh, and that's what I'm. That's why I was an advocate for it because I know there's a tidal wave of stuff that comes behind it uh, that we're not 
people don't necessarily think of yeah. in a way, whether it's uh, prison reform. It, it kind of touches a lot of different pillars of prison reform, uh, job creation. Um, the climate's going to get fucked from all the smoke in the air. <laughs> uh, but it, I don't know. It's We're at a very interesting time in the Christian values of the United <laughs> States in a way uh, of that kind of boomer generation who are thinking weed is the devil who Do grew they up still thinking care about about yeah. weed really I uh, just I feel like I never I guess because I'm mostly only seeing like leftist discourse at this point but I feel like I never see people complaining about weed anymore but well one thing is Another thing that's interesting about Illinois and people complaining about it is people never got the chance to complain about it in Illinois because we're the first state to ever do it legislatively. It was not put up to a vote. If you're like, I never voted on this, it's because you didn't because when you voted for Pritzker or really anyone you voted for on the Democratic side, at least, it's, yeah, uh, uh, marijuana legalization was a pillar of what they were, uh, part of their platform, rather, to use political terms. Got it. so no, we never really had any big protest against it. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see what people think about it, like as we go more and more on. But again, I think people will see um, it's really not that destructive in a way. It's it's weed is not one of those things that makes you go run out and rob a grocery store. Or something. No, yeah, like, it's not fucking opiates. Like you're gonna stay home and and do nothing, and like you're not gonna mug someone for more weed money. It's like it's that's just. We're going to see a lot of things disproven, and I don't know. Again, it's once we get it on a people, f- the the fervor against it will absolutely fizzle out, just like it did with gay marriage. Like when we started, you know, certain states started legalizing. By the time Obama made it like federally legal, like people didn't really care anymore. Like reactionaries didn't really care anymore. Certain parties did, but well, I mean, those are minority like, voices. nominally, but those weren't the issues people were arguing about anymore. Like now, people. Are all those same people care about like gender neutral bathrooms? Like none of them care about gay marriage anymore. The gender neutral bathroom thing. Not to go. On, we're at the hour, but <laughs> it's like gender neutral bathrooms makes so much sense. Of well, it just it's, it's just reactionaries need something to be mad about, and yeah. it's like g- gay marriage. Like you lost that one, and now suddenly they don't care. They're all about trans issues now yeah they've moved on to some other thing and that's i feel like i'm i guess what i'm saying is i feel like the same thing is going to happen with weed i don't foresee people putting up a fight against it for much longer right the floodgates are open and it is going to get legalized when bernie wins uh it's going to be legalized on a federal level and then it's that's right who knows? I mean, Canada did it nationally, and and it's Maybe been going great. Maybe people will start caring about the opiate crisis. That's the thing. Is <laughs> like it helps. It touches so many of those points. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're listening to this and you are not convinced by anything, you're like, they just kind of talked about how weed is tight for. Hey, well, know. that's well, what happens when you listen uh, to two cool people do. A that's podcast. our fucking show. To be fair, though, I checked our podcast stats. Yeah. Um, a lot more than I thought. Oh, what we, we got like twelve listeners? No, we have hundred nine downloads. Oh, of all of our episodes of, total? <laughs> of all seven that were up and now <laughs> yes. 10. So now we're up to 10. So I was surprised. So we've got like 10 listeners per episode. Honestly, that, those are those are geek out numbers <laughs> is, is what I'll say. Uh, geek out's always fun where it's like. Wow. If you're actually listening to this, let me know because I kind of like was like, this is Ashley and Spencer therapy hour now. That's what it felt like <laughs> for a while. But now that we're, we're finally putting them out again. <laughs> pageantry. Yeah, this is really just an excuse for us to 
bro out in a basement that's <laughs> once a week. It. That's pretty much it. It is. I look forward to it every week because I know I get to yell and scream into a microphone with someone who will yell and scream back yeah, in the microphone. Maybe. So that shit is tight. Uh, so is weed. Weed is tight. Um, but anyway, I mean, that's the hour. I hope we made some sort of point. Uh, just, <laughs> to just anything at Perhaps all, really. even a salient one. So, ooh, a salient point. Good word. Uh, but I, I think just... In general, talking about it is I hope you took something from it and know that it is not the devil. It's not for losers and degenerates. It's like it is something that is now in the vernacular of everyone. Of weed is now legalized. I think, honestly, it's just interesting to think about all the different um, areas this kind of shift in policy is going to touch. Like, you know, we talked about the corporatization of weed and what that's gonna look like but yeah. that's like a bad thing but also you know getting people out of prison is a good thing like i don't know i just feel like we're not convincing you to take a certain stance or anything but it's just like very interesting to think about i'd say the the it, to sum it all up it's not a big deal oh for sure not yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, of all the issues we've talked about thus far this is the, this most, is the minor. most minor deal for sure um but yeah, but everything is connected, as we always find everything's out. Everything's connected. All right, we'll be back uh, next week uh, with a, a topic. If you have one, uh, yeah, if you're last one night of the we decided one for next week, one so. of the twenty people that listen to this, call up our numbers. Hey, uh, uh, then go ahead, give us a shout of what you would like to hear about, and we will do it. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Pod. It's active again, we promise. Uh, and this episode will come out sometime next week. Yeah. Because uh, I don't like giving myself a day to do it because <laughs> then I won't do it. Uh, but if I don't give myself a day, then I'll do it. Uh, but that's it. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. <laughs>